guys, welcome back to My Opinion and welcome back to Women for Women Wednesday. I am super excited about my two guests here today. I have Nicole Holmes and Sarah Miller from Marriage or Mortgage, now on Netflix. Yes, I will shamelessly plug it right now. Welcome, 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 ladies. How are you? Thank you, Thank you so much for having us. We're super, super excited to be yeah. here. I'm so excited to have you. I am so in love with this show. It is so cute. And I'm so in love with like your relationship too, which we're going to get into. So <laughs> it's so and much fun. They're a couple. They're like, they're a couple, right? No. <laughs> I know. It's so cute. I know. So we just, yeah. <laughs> Thickest thieves ever here. Yes. I love it. So before we get into all of that and hear your opinions, because that's what this show is all about, I want to go into each one of your backgrounds really quick. So Sarah, I want to start with you because you are, are, you're into the fairy tale, you're into the wedding. And from what I understand, you had the fairy tale wedding, right? And you had the dream and all of that. And that's where your business and all of this came from. Tell us a little bit about that. So I grew up in Atlanta. My family still actually lives there. Um, I planned my own wedding almost 11 years ago. I didn't think about that for a second. I was like, wow, how long have I been married? 11 years ago, right around there. And I'm so happily married, love my husband. Um, But yeah, I planned my own wedding about 11 years ago. And before that, I was in the interior design industry. So again, I think it kind of goes hand in um, love everything about design, all things pretty, all that kind of stuff. So ended up planning my own wedding. And then as soon as that got done, I was like, what am I doing? Like, I have to start wedding planning, wedding design, wedding planning. I got to get my foot into this industry. And I did. I literally just said it and I did it. And I actually moved to Nashville to pursue it. So that's what made me leave Atlanta. I still love Atlanta, my home. I love it more than anything, but Nashville is my place now and my home. And again, it just kind of brought me where we are today and, um, and wedding planning, everything about it. We love that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. And I know I was sharing with you too. I'm in Atlanta, so I'm an Atlanta girl as well, but I don't blame you. I love Nashville. I, it's an amazing city. And so, yeah, I totally get the passion for events. I'm not on the wedding side myself, but my company does curation for events and really helped through the pandemic. So we're going to get into that too. We're going to talk about the pandemic and how you shifted as well. But Nicole, your background is different. So how did you tell us about your journey into real estate? And I know you have a sales background as well. So tell me sure. your journey. Yeah, I do. I do. Well, um, I grew up in Southern Illinois and my family has owned um, a, it, it's since retired, but they had at one point a 113 year old family owned construction company. So it was my great, great grandfather and on to my father. And my father just retired maybe a handful of years ago, but is still very active in land development and, you know, owns properties around Southern Illinois. So I grew up listening to all of the wheeling and dealing that goes on with land developments, real estate, um, the building process, because my father was a commercial construction. uh, They turned into a commercial construction company and now land developing. Um, So it's just in my blood. I was showing my parents' apartments when I was 16, old enough to drive there and meet the future tenants, right? I'd heard my mom do it, uh, not, not just over the phone, but I would go with her on the showings and she would show everybody I had the damage deposit down, the rent, the square footage, the bedrooms, all of it. Knew what to do, knew what to say, could answer all the questions. And so it really just is part of my family history. 
Um, my degree, however, is in radio and television. So I got into that because I started doing pageants when I was younger and um, ended up being Miss Illinois USA like 300 years ago and did, you know, I was second runner up at Miss USA. So top three at USA and most photogenic. And so that, you know, sets you on a different trajectory as well. So it's just real estate really um, marries with my degree in radio and television. Um, I've always been an on-air talent. I've been a weather presenter. I've done news. I've you know the anchor thing, a spokesperson for car dealerships and attorneys and you name it, and I've sold it. So I have also worked at a shopping network where I was an on-air host. And um, I just, you know, uh, selling things just comes easily to me, easily to me, and it just, you know, it, and especially if you love what you're selling, it's yeah. it, you can sell it even better. So I say that too. Yeah, I say that as well. Mm-hmm. I believe okay. that. And my love for being on air, like this is my dream job. I mean, it is. And then to get to do it, this fun girl, I mean, are you kidding me? <laughs> I know. I know. You guys are so great together. You're so great together. So that's what I want to ask you is how did you guys get connected? Tell me your relationship and how did that happen? It happened because of the show, to be honest with you. Okay. We, um, we knew each other in passing just because a few of her friends I'm acquaintances with, they live in my neighborhood, and I actually ended up planning her best friend's wedding that she had no clue about. I love that. When we, when we first got together. I'll let Nicole tell that story because it was really funny. But yeah, I mean, just in passing because we have kids around the same ages and we knew of each other but never had really spoken. And then the show casted both of us um, and it brought us together. And now, I mean, we're here. Yeah. yeah. So the production company wanted to see us together through a Zoom, a Skype, whatever. And so I invited her over to my house to do this because I had had some TV experience or whatever. And I was saying, oh, look, this is not going to go anywhere. I've had so many yeah. people approach me about reality this or reality. It doesn't yeah. go anywhere. Yeah. This is, we'll just ride the wave. It's going to be fun, right? And then I had never been on TV, not, never done any of this stuff too. So Can't I would have Nancy over here, like just Nicole, baby, baby, like figure this out. Help me. I'm sweating like a pig. <laughs> She's always been amazing on camera. She's gorgeous. It's fine. But um, so we were sitting there chatting and she takes a call, a business call. It's from my best friend. She's talking to my very best friend, Michelle Maldonado, yeah. who I've gone to New York dress shopping with. We picked out colors and all this stuff. She was her wedding planner and I didn't even know it. I didn't know who her wedding planner was for her destination wedding. Yeah. So Smart. that was just like the beginning of all of, I won't say the beginning of the end because it's just no, the beginning of the beginning, beginning yeah. of the hugeness that this is about to become. It's crazy. But our, our personalities and stuff just click. We are total opposites, which I think is really funny, um, but we love each other. I love you so, anyway. Yeah, we love our difference. But I feel like that definitely makes us connect a lot more, you know? Yeah, definitely. You would never know that. That was not what I was expecting to hear when I asked you guys that question. And I think the listeners will definitely be shocked to learn that. And I'm sure you get that a lot. People are like, no way. You guys have been friends forever, right? Oh, like, they do. They think we're a couple, to be honest with you. They like, think we're friends. either dating. I'm sorry, ladies. Sorry, man. Sorry, ladies. We're not. They think we're sisters <laughs> or have been best friends for 20 years. Mm -hmm. Nope. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's what I thought, too. So you kind of answered my next question for you, too, how the show came about. So this was something that was curated, and you guys were then thought of and brought into. Okay, so yeah, this was chose not... Us. They found yeah. us. I That's wish so I could cool. say that we had this idea that we are that brilliant that right. we came up with this concept, but we did it. The production <laughs> company reached out to both of us individually and um, we presented the idea. And I think we both just stuck to it because again, it's something that it's our it's our everyday career, everyday yeah. life. You know, why, why not do something just with cameras around that we love to do? So 
Yeah. yeah, it was definitely intriguing, but I think we were also very cautiously optimistic. Like we, you know, you you never know how you're going to be edited. Are you going to be the catty one, the bitchy one, or this or that? And I guess I just came to grips with I'd be okay with any of it. However, <laughs> <laughs> I will say I'm super happy with how it's edited. Like it's yes, perfect. Yes. Like it, it it shows who we are. It doesn't yeah. try to make something out of nothing. Or make us seem like we're different people. The editing is fantastic. I'm so surprised. We signed on for the show too because again, it's a feel good show. We definitely. I, I don't think I, Nicole, you or I would have ever really signed onto a show that would have portrayed our careers or, or ourselves in a negative way. Sure. So again, this is just something that they did say that this was. You know, it's a feel good show. It's all real. It's non scripted. So again, it, 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 you see it on the show too. There's all the emotions and all the realness of what you can get out of planning a wedding or trying to buy a house. So, most emotional parts of your life, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that truly, I know I, I shared with you ladies that I did reality TV a couple years ago and uh-huh. there's a difference and you can feel it when it comes across. And so I'm happy to hear that from you guys. And that is, you know, because that is the feeling I got when I watched the show Good. And, and binged it because it's so cute. Oh. <laughs> but I, this is another thing I wanted to ask you guys. I have so many questions for you, but were you guys just as shocked as I was about the decisions of every single person? Every time. Okay. Because I watched it. I watched half of it with my husband and the other half with my mother-in-law. I have a great mother-in-law. And so every single time I was right one time that never happens with me. I was right one time. Okay. So I was like, I cannot wait to ask them if they were shocked as well. My odds aren't much better than yours. I can't imagine why anybody would not pick a house over, you know, a party, but, and I'm getting slandered for all of the people that keep choosing wedding, but I'm like, listen, listen, it would not, number one, it wouldn't be a show if it was, if it's called marriage or mortgage. Like yes, if they were just going to choose mortgage, it wouldn't be a show. So yeah. And I get all mama bear protective over my girl here because people are just like, Sarah, you're the devil. How can you get these people from buying a house and they have kids and they, it's their decision. It they are decision, adults. Yeah. They are in charge of their own funds and money, and and they are not destitute when the show is over. Like this is a this is a nest egg that they have that we're dealing with. This isn't their entire life savings, and these people are not going to be able to pay for their light bill right. the next month. That's not what this is. And so many people, not so many, a smidge, yeah, a smidge, a skosh of people. It was Nicole and I's job on the show to take this little nest egg, a little amount of money and expand it to show them what they could achieve in buying a beautiful home, like, or what, expand their expectations, expand the utopia of like choosing a wedding or buying a home, you know? And that's what our jobs were to do. So again, they probably walked into this not knowing what they were gonna choose or one person might want a house, one person might want a wedding and then they flip-flopped or they, you know, it's, yeah. it's all a realness. It was crazy, but just to show them what they could do in real life and walking into the show, they didn't know that, so. Yeah. It was, it was so fun to watch every single episode, but I was wrong almost every single time. And I think that's what really made it fun to watch too, because, you know, a lot of these shows are very predictable out there. This was, this was not, and you guys did a really good job of really selling and really showing the value. That's what I really loved because when when you're good at selling, you show value. You know what I mean? Yeah. We tried our best, you know, because and, and then the end when we come in with all of our, um, like our incentives, if yeah. you will. Yeah, our incentives at the, the end. guns blazing, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know what she was going to bring to the table, and she didn't know what I was going to bring to the table. And um, that made for an interesting, um, 
little cattiness afterwards just to you know you see a lot of our faces and we're like what the heck like yes I know but we would always say like listen after all this is filmed and done like whatever is happening whatever they choose like nothing but love for each other oh yeah she's amazing at her job I you know I'm happy for the clients I'm happy for whatever they choose it's their choice and I have to be okay with that. You know, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. So I feel like that's, again, something about the show that I think both of us love. It's like we support each other. At the end of the day, it's, it's the journey of the couple. And it's the emotional part of really what they want in their life and what they need at that time. Yes. So yeah, and it's and entertainment. We, right, we support I mean, each other. It's total down. entertainment. It, it comes from a lighthearted space. Yeah. We're not in this to make anyone um, go in debt or, you know, question or punch each other or give each other punch. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's fun. We're both competitive people. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Like we both want to win, mm-hmm. but it's not at the expense of, you know, long-term friendships. Yeah. And you get, and you get that vibe too, watching you guys. And that was a question I had for you as well is, you know, how do you work with a friend? Now we know the backstory of you guys, you're new friends, but you kind of, I mean, it happens so quickly. How do you work with a friend? Because I get this question a lot, mentoring women in leadership and wanting to go into business. And, you know, I give different advice based on the situation. So, you know, should I work with my friends? Should I work with my family? Should I, or how do I navigate that? They're already doing it. So, you know, I think you guys show it quite beautifully on the show. You have totally different opinions. You have totally different views on what should happen. Yeah. So what's your advice for somebody, you know, working with a friend and, you know, you have totally different views and you walk away, like, how do you keep that respect? Trust and be truthful. We are truthful with each other more than anything. Like, we are not ashamed of anything that we do in front of each other. And I think that's the number one thing and why I love Nicole so much. Or behind each other's back. <laughs> right? It's because like everybody has mistakes. Everybody has problems. Everybody has backstories. Everybody does this or that. It doesn't matter. It's just, yeah, be up front, be truthful. Like she says something to me, I'm going to tell her what I really, what my real opinion is. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. So she I, knows that I think her little pie in the sky, romantic yes. versions of everything are just ridiculous. Ridiculous. Yes. Adorable. Adorable. Yes. You know, unicorns and rainbows. Lovely, lovely for her. I could not be more happy for anybody who has that life and no. who has experienced that. Has it been my history? That's not my background. Two weddings, right. one huge one, one big bash. He cheated on me. It ended. <laughs> nice there was, yeah, yeah there yeah. was, uh, you know, fertility issues involved. There was cheating involved on his behalf. There's all these things, right, that go into it. Then I'm single for five years. I find a guy. We have a baby. We're not together anymore, but I did at least go to the courthouse on that marriage. <laughs> you, you learned on that, that <laughs> one, yeah. I learned, I learned for my first time, yes. Yeah, no more trumpeters or harpists or opera singers or oh my lord the money that was spent on the first wedding that's what i can understand where she's coming yeah she gets it her story and she gets my story we're total opposites but we mesh well together yeah Mm -hmm. because again we have like a mutual respect a mutual respect and mutual mutual trust and we just we don't we don't bullshit each other sorry to say that but we just don't Yeah. yeah yeah and i think i think you guys have a true empathy for each other too because you're able to put you know, each, you know, yourself in each other's shoes. I talk about this all the time with women and leadership. And when I'm surrounded in these leadership circles with women, 
we all talk about the fact that that's kind of the number one way to success and why women are so great in leadership and working with one another is we're able to put each other in each other's shoes because you both just said that you can understand both perspectives because you're able to put yourself in each other's shoes, which is really a beautiful thing. If, if it's a woman, a woman, woman, a man, whoever it is, don't, don't surround yourself with negative catty people, any of that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. If that's what you're doing, then if, if you're going to receive that back. So mm-hmm. it's all just going to be negative in your life. Support yourself with positivity constantly and people who trust you, love you, and want to give you the truth and the best support. So, yeah. I yeah. mean, your five to 10 closest people around you are, should be people yeah. that you mutually respect you would like to emulate, that you trust, that want as good for you as you want for them. I mean, that's what it's all about. If you have a circle of friends and those things aren't part of it, I agree. they gotta go. They and gotta that's go. why we mesh well on the show too. Again, just like what you said, Maya, it's like we do respect each other's careers and mm-hmm. their, our lives. And no matter if we have differences, we do. Of course, everybody's gonna have their own differences, but like at this end of the day, we're so happy for each other and that's all that matters. Yeah, I, know it. I love that. And that comes across right now, but it comes across in the show too, which I think, you know, you guys said it was edited. Well, it definitely was. It comes through perfectly. So this was filmed before the pandemic though, right ladies? Yeah. So then you had to like execute the, the, now the house purchases were before, right? So that was okay. Yeah. Generally in a real estate transaction, um, you close within 30 days, 30 days, right? right? All negotiable, but generally 30 days. So mine were closed and done. And Sarah's the one who had to do double, triple, quadruple time. (laughs) I was going to say she was the one, you know, I don't want to give too much away of the show, but like you had one, one individual that had to build though. I know that I don't want to give too much away. So that might've had some issues there. Right. But they were able to achieve it. They got okay. it there. We were able to get that button. So there are a few like scenes at the very end of all the shows that happened in 20. Okay. And we can be super safe about that. And we were. Yeah. I mean. Um, protocols and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, I mean, I kept us from feeling for a little bit because I contracted it, uh, COVID, in uh, June of 20. Yeah. But, oh my gosh, Netflix was so on it. And all the production people, like they didn't let me back for two months after I was all in the free and clear. They just wanted to be super careful, which rightly so, you know, but I just felt terrible because I kept so many people out of working for those few months. I'm like, come on, Cole. I'm helping. Let me get back in there, damn it. Put me back in the game. I totally get that. I totally get that. I know. I I had it too. It's it's awful. Awful. Oh my gosh. Mild. I'm sorry that you had a bad experience. Mine was super mild. I can't even, you know, I had a headache and some aches. That was it. Oh, thank, oh, thank goodness. Yeah. But so, yeah, but my heart went out to you, Sarah, because you had to pull off these weddings in a pandemic. So, you know, and you see that on the show. And I mean, how was that experience for you? I mean, 2020 was tough. It wasn't, it was tough on our, the whole entire wedding industry, event industry, everything, not even just on the show. But um, on the show, you do see some of the weddings that we were planning changed a little bit just because they had to. And again, that's something that was very, very important to each of the clients is to keep their date or to keep this emotional day. So they scaled back a little bit. So you can see that on the show of one of the weddings, it was Liz and Evan who were going to have a larger wedding and they ended up having a very intimate wedding on a rooftop, which we did, which was beautiful. He gave us that golden tea machine. (laughs) Poor Franklin didn't get the backyard of the doghouse. Listen, but again, they saved money. They did. So hopefully, you know, I know. They might, they might be calling her 
Um, but, you know, some of the other weddings that did take place had ended up later in um, 2020 where restrictions kind of let up. Still, protocols were very, very strict. It was, um, it was very difficult and do everything on just a normal day-to-day -day basis of what you do as a wedding. So, yeah, it's just having a good team, having protocols in place, and and just being supportive of the couple is all we could do, you know? Mm -hmm. No matter how many times we had to pre-plan, because the show doesn't show up, but we did have to change a lot. Yeah. But you were able to do all the weddings. They all happened. They all happened. They all happened. Well, besides one. Besides one. That still is. They, and it's yeah. their choice. It's they're their still going to get married, yeah. but they're just putting it off until mm -hmm. I think they can get, like, have all the people they want there, right? Right. Because I think, again, the pandemic had a lot of effect on finances and lives and um, schedules and family and traveling. And again, this one couple, I think to keep pushing until they could actually have their dream wedding. So yeah. we are still in the books for that one, but it just has not been filmed yet. Mm -hmm. That's pretty incredible though, considering everything that yeah, went yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty oh, incredible. It, was, it was stressful. I mean, it, 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 not just, not for me, for the clients, you know? Yeah. Well, it had to be stressful for you. I mean, you had to like keep changing. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, come on, don't act like it was, I mean, but that's what I'm here for. That's my day-to-day -day job. Yeah. Yeah. Did you see some like crazy trends? Like were people doing virtual weddings or some, cra like, did you see any of that going on, Sarah? So not on the show, but in my real life. Yes. So really? um, we actually do a lot of virtual ceremonies because a lot of the churches in Nashville wouldn't had a capacity. So they again wanted to have their church wedding ceremony so they would have a virtual ceremony for their guests that couldn't attend and then a reception in a in a different location for more people which was it actually was super cool to see this because again it's something that was on video when maybe they didn't have a videographer and now it's, it's on there now um was it tough definitely tough it, it really was but again they had their close family and friends at the actual part of the ceremony that probably meant the most to them mm -hmm. um and then you know the party afterwards but yeah a, a lot of that stuff not for a reception i haven't seen anything like a virtual reception but i have seen a virtual ceremony yeah i attended one and so i was curious really? to see if this was like yeah this was becoming a thing because i don't plan weddings you know i just do corporate type of things yeah. and, and oh, I, I, do, I do corporate events too maya that are, are virtual and that, that was just awful to yeah, it's 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 a it's a challenge. It's a cha there's yeah. only certain ones I'll I'll help with now. I do a, I do more like nonprofit work because that's more near and dear to my heart. Obviously, with yeah. all the work I do with women, um, but yeah, they're they're interesting <laughs> to say the least. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. not the same. It's definitely not the same. You don't get all the good feels. You don't get all the, you know, just the hypes up some things and stuff that you see in an event. You just don't feel that on on cameras. It's, it's it's different. It to, it's totally different. And, and creating that is is a challenge. So that's why I was curious if that was translating into the wedding industry. And I guess I guess it is. Yeah, it, was. it definitely was. I have not seen or heard of any of my weddings this year or next year doing that, which I think is a, is a good thing. But um, last year it definitely was. Here's sure. what I predict: like when everybody's all vaccinated and everybody's got the free and clear. People are so tired of being cooped up. Yeah, they want to celebrate. Oh my God. I'm going to, if there is, fingers crossed that we're going to get a second season, hopefully, and we'll find out sometime in April. That was my next question. I'm like, are we getting another oh, season? We'll out in April and stream it, keep streaming it, keep watching it, rewatching it, all of it. Tell all your friends to watch, please. Um, we, I may have a very difficult second season because everyone has been pent up and they're all like, 
you know, tired of being in their little houses and they're going to want to get out and kick up their heels. They're going to want to spend any amount of money. They don't care. Like, right. Throw it all away because at least I don't have to be sitting and staring at this person. <laughs> I can see more than one person in my face, in my bubble. Like That's true. I'm afraid I have a really hard second season when it comes around. I know you're up for the challenge, Nicole, but here's, here was my question for you. The housing market here in Atlanta is insane. Like we moved into a new build in August and then we flipped our, our condo. I mean, it, it was insane, insane. So, I mean, it's the same way in Nashville right now though, right? So you yeah. might not have such a bad second season. You guys might be really going at it together. I don't know. Um, especially the price range that our clients are in. You know, obviously this isn't a show that you're watching for the real estate porn. I, I mean, I'm showing great houses, don't get me wrong, but it's not like billion dollar listings and things like that. You can afford one or the other. Yeah. So we're looking Basically. at anywhere from 200 to 400, maybe $500,000 is my, and that's a sweet spot for most everybody. And those are really hard to come by. Well, now, so, what's the demographic here of like age group? Uh, moving here, 25 oh. to 35? Yeah, it's I mean, right around it, right? Yes, yeah. across the board, people are coming here. And but yeah, that that price rate. everybody's needing that, yeah. you know, first time home buyers or just, you know, something that's affordable. Maybe, maybe they're retired and running, wanting to downsize. That's their sweet spot. So it's getting very difficult. I'm going to have to sharpen my negotiating skills. But I have been looking at the webinars and I've been listening and I can do that. I'm confident that I can get the couples in season two, God willing that there's a season two, their homes. Uh, so, watch out, watch out, Sarah. You got to keep those relationships going so you can have a season two. Right. Oh my God. I'm not worried about it. I get to, I get to wind it down. I know she's so drunk, man. I, listen, when I saw the helicopter, she pulled out a helicopter. Are you kidding me? Okay, you you ladies are on the same page. We all need to meet one day and have a drink because let me tell you something. I was going to bring up that episode. It's right here in my notes because that was probably my favorite episode. Yes. I don't want to give away too much on here, but I feel like we're giving enough teasers for people to watch this um, show because the couple drinking the moonshine, I am sorry. And then going to the barbecue and the helicopter, I'm not going to say a lot more. You guys got to watch that episode at the very least because they were my favorite hands down because I was like crying in tears watching them doing their taste. Oh, oh shoot. I, was I saw you, Sarah. And I was like, oh my God, I cannot wait to talk to her about this. This is so okay. You have to understand. Okay. So listen. <laughs> I don't drink moonshine. I, 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 I just don't. That's so, the one alcohol you don't drink. I, the one alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> True. Um, but so I, again, it's all about their story and all about where they met and it's it just bringing those things into real life, into something that they wanted to play with their wedding. So like I got to bring them to this moonshine tasting that I set up and I didn't think that they were going to shoot moonshine that much. Like if they got toasted, like toasted. And then I had to take them to a food oh tasting and you could see my face in a lot of it. And I'm like, yeah. swallow your damn food. Like, is this supposed <laughs> yeah. to be funny? I'm like, swallow your damn food. Like, listen, again, just back on the honesty. I'm not, I'm here to be a planner and a, your friend and make these relationships. But again, that's what a planner should do too, is be a good friend. Like yeah. I'm going to be truthful as all truthful could get out. Like, it cracked me up because she could barely talk. Well, and Sarah and Eli wouldn't have wanted it any other way. They no. are super down to earth. Oh, they're lovely, so fun. Hysterical people. Yeah. Yeah. 
So it was a blast though. Well, in fact, they said on the episode, they're like the whole classy trashy thing. They got it. They said they went to the Nutcracker, right? All dressed up in the Nutcracker at TPAC in Nashville. Then they stumbled on, not, I mean, then they walked to uh, George Jones Museum. Right. And, and then stumbled the home, yeah. right? Because yeah. they were doing moonshine shots. I mean, they're fun. It's Listen, yeah. who hasn't done that? Who hasn't gone out for a lovely evening, a great date, yeah. right? All dressed up and then end up like, and that had nothing to do with like it's fun. It's fun. It had nothing to do with like actual Sign me up. I'll do it. around or anything. That was real life. Real yeah. life planning with them. Like we eat food. Like really trying to say, I didn't drink anything. Thank God. Well, you can't. We're driving. Yeah, we're also driving. <laughs> so drink anything. But they um yeah, it's it's just funny because when you do a moonshine tasting, you're supposed to take little sips. But I feel like the hype of all of it, like the bartender at the time was like you gotta shoot this back like a tequila shot and he meant he like that. i know and they definitely shouldn't have done that hindsight's <laughs> <laughs> 2020 and um i mean they shot it back like a tequila shot and 30 minutes later it it <laughs> that was a good episode that was a good episode because your face is priceless during that episode i'm oh like my oh my god it was funny it was funny, but they were a sweet, they were a sweet couple. That was okay. yeah. everything that they went through, to be honest with you, or he went through too. Uh, it was, I think it was a blessing that the stars aligned, to be honest with you, like it did. How this, for that I want to get away for people who yes. haven't seen it, but need to watch wow, it. that's like yeah. a And something that has never, ever, and probably never will ever happen again in my real estate career. Yeah. That's why that episode was so crazy because it's so funny to watch you, Sarah, but then Nicole, what ends up happening at the end, I don't want to say it because I want everyone to watch this one. That was insane. Like that was a, like I was laughing with tears and then I was crying at the end. Like it was a tearjerker all around for different reasons. People are probably saying, well, how did that happen? They manipulated that behind the scenes. The sellers of that home had no idea there was a TV show involved. They didn't know any of this. Don't give away too much. I I know, but it's just kind-hearted there are good-hearted people still out yeah. there it warmed the cockles of my heart when that happened I'm yeah. like oh this gives me you know it does like it gives me like, yes That's all awesome. the bills and hope and humanity when generally I don't have a lot of hope <laughs> she's got all the hope all the rainbows <laughs> I'm like eh, better make money than we can let's make yeah. some money <laughs> yeah that was definitely my my favorite episode. So guys, you got to watch that. I'm going to pin that on this episode. So everyone watches that particular episode for sure. Yeah. So a couple of things I want to talk to you guys about before I let you go. I know you're busy ladies. You've got weddings to plan. You've got houses to sell. Um, and hopefully get that season two. I'm so oh pumped for you guys. From your so, mouth flips ears. Yes. 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 So I want to ask you guys a couple more questions about leadership because both of you have your own business, you run your own business. So Nicole, I'm going to start with you. So you have such an extensive background in sales and real estate. So what do you think makes you a really strong leader and what are good leadership qualities in your opinion for a woman? Um, You know, I just kind of think it all harkens back to my upbringing Um, and the fact that I had such amazing role models in my life, my mom and dad ran their business together in which that, um, they put the business, even though it was a family owned company on my father's side, when my grandfather retired and my dad took over, they did 51% of the company in my mom's name, minority owned company, right? It's smart for a lot of reasons. It empowers women. It's great for tax breaks. Like that's what you need to do. 
And dad had no problem with saying, you know, she owns it. This is hers, you know, and, and he was, she did the books. Mom was in there every day, worked just as hard as dad did. Dad did all the construction side of it, figured out all of the bids for the jobs and went out onto that. But mom was in the office every single day, still went home, cooked us all dinner. I mean, my mom is one of those quintessential like 40s, 50s housewives. Listen, fun fact, my mom would do a full head of hair and makeup before bedtime. I oh my that. gosh. In a beautiful diet, like negligent, like the whole marabou feathers on the bottom. I am not even kidding. Oh my God. If you're familiar with Green Acres and yes. Lisa Douglas on Green Acres, I'm yes. my age. Okay. My mom was the Southern Illinois version of Lisa Douglas on Green Acres. I think that's amazing. Oh, like, I really do think. I mean, what a rock star. That. I think the world and stuff like that nowadays like all the old traditions and like customs and just yeah it's just like it's amazing so really I led by I was led by example just seeing my parents work so well together they're still married they're going on 60 years yeah. uh, my mom unfortunately is in the throes of Alzheimer's and dementia and my dad is right there by her side making sure she's up every morning and ready every morning and taking her places and doing oh no listen I'll cry I can't I'm gonna stop right there they're an amazing couple there I'm gonna just wrap it up by saying it was their example. That's why. That's who. That's why I am who I am today. Yeah. And it may not be for everybody. Everybody may not have been as fortunate, but there are people that can be that in your lives. Just look for them. Find them. It's important. I think that's great advice, Nicole, because I did not have an example like that growing up. But I was, you know. I believe the universe gives you what you need. And when I got thrown out of college into the world, and even in college, I always had these strong female influences that just found me and it happens. So just be open, have an open heart and open mind to it because it will happen. So that is great advice. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. I do. I, I second all that too. I've never even verbalized that. That's the first time I've yeah. ever really, I thank you for that question, honestly, because yeah. that's really think about it. Yeah. That's an incredible background. So Sarah, I want to ask you the same question too. And what's so interesting about you is that you had this completely, I mean, it's not crazy different. You were doing interior design, but you knew you went towards your passion. I mean, this is what you knew you wanted to do. So what advice would you give in a leadership perspective for women, but also someone who is not really living their passion and they want to transition? What advice would you give? Number one, live your passion, for sure. Wake up every single morning loving what you do. I mean, just like Nicole's story, I, I second everything you say, to be honest with you, because like, I grew up in a divorce family. My mom is an interior designer. She still is to this day. She's my best friend, and I love her more than anything. But she is a fabulous woman, and she supported me through my young age, brought me into the design world, would take me on all of these extravagant, beautiful things that she would do in her life. And, you know, threw me into what I am nowadays. And I, I'm proud to be called her daughter, to be honest with you. Like, it makes me so, so happy to have her in my life. And um, again, just, she supported me through college. And my, you were just saying, like, I got thrown into college and my parents got divorced when I was in high school. So that was a tough age for me. Um, but through all of that, going through college, trying to find a grounding point and what I wanted to do on my own, she was always that backbone, always that backbone for me that gave me the support and said, you can do this, you can do this, and um, led me through the interior design part. And still to this day, I still love interior design and I still do it. And I really do think it goes hand in hand as such a strong um, you know, background in design with wedding planning. Wedding planning and design is just it's amazing. But again, interior design is amazing too. You just really need to love what you do. 
everything about your job, wake up happy every single day, you know, and, um, you know, I went through a situation a couple years back, maybe five years ago with a previous employer who was, we won't name names, anything like that, <laughs> but it was a very, very negative situation. She was a woman that did not support other women. Oh, and sucks. And it was, it was bad. You know, it's like in this industry, there's enough in, in my industry, in your industry, in everybody's industry, there's enough business to go around in the world where you should love everybody. There's not one wedding planner in this, in this industry that I would not, if I was booked, I would send business their way. Yeah. And that's how it should be. Right. You know, don't ever knock anybody for doing what they love or wanting to do and grow with their yeah. own, you know, life. Same thing in real estate. Yes. Absolutely. I mean, like the real estate group that I'm with right now, Parks Realty, like we have such a great camaraderie, men and women. So we have, there's no problem like reaching out and saying, hey, this is a situation that I've been, I've never seen I mean, there are, there are still situations that come up in real estate transactions that I've never been privy to. Yeah, it's all a learning basis. Nobody nobody knows every single answer to every single question. If yeah. you do, then you're not supposed to be on this earth. You're supposed to be up in heaven. Yeah, somewhere. there you go. To be honest with you. Like, <laughs> come on, it is a life learning experience, but like, don't be scared. And this is some advice. Don't be scared to reach out or ask or have the support system for the people that you love or that are in yeah. the industry or surrounding you and, and respectfully, you know, wanting you to do well. Mm-hmm. Don't be scared to ask a question if you don't find know the those, answer if to they it. Don't, yeah. If they don't fall in your lap, find those people. Yeah. Find those people in your life because it's so it's so important. It's so important. I agree. I mean, there's a lot of questions. For both people involved. Yeah. I was telling Nicole earlier, there was a question that somebody asked me on an interview and I was like, it's so funny. I, like, honestly, I don't know how to answer that. Like, how should I answer this? Like, you know, it's just, don't be scared. Don't, don't ever answer where you just, how do I say this? Don't ever answer where you just want to throw out an answer. Cause you don't right. know. like, yeah. make sure that you believe in your answers and um, before you put them out there. Into the yeah, don't be afraid like to say you don't know. Or you don't know. Right. Yeah. Right. No, it's not love that. you cannot be a yes person. And that's number, actually number one thing that I always do say in my career, I cannot be a yes person. If I was a yes person, then like, everything wouldn't go as planned. You know, you also, ha- you have to be realistic and you mm-hmm. have to be truthful. And I think that's what's something that our clients love about probably both of Nicole and I is that we try to meet our clients' expectations and be on, but we try to be real about them, yeah. you know? Well, absolutely. and just talking like the whole women empowerment stuff, these are all things that I didn't really get in my twenties and probably early thirties. Yeah. Like I'm nearly 50. I'm going to be 47 tomorrow, as a matter of fact. So I think it's something that if I can impart anything on the younger generation, the girls that are in their 20s, the women, young women that are in their 20s and 30s, like just befriend everybody. Like they're your, they're your, uh, they're your people. Like, you know, support each other. Don't be jealous. Don't be backstabbing. Don't like, come on, man. Just be, and I get that's hard to do because you haven't lived enough life and you're not maybe necessarily um, accepting of yourself and figuring out who you are. But as soon as you can do that and get to that place, whoa. Like the whole world opens up once you are a confident person yourself. You're right. It does. Everybody, all the positives, put the positive out there. It's going to come back. But I agree with that. I say, listen, if you can be that positive person and not be negative and surround yourself with that positivity and give it out, you're going to go farther in life, farther in your career, farther than you've ever wanted to go. If you can be that good person and support everybody around you. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like that was so much good advice. So I hope everybody listening is taking that in because it's so true. Maya, oh my God, you're like my like as soon as we saw your face, I'm like, oh, oh my so God, gorgeous. She's amazing. It's so funny that you bring you followed up. up. You followed up. You're not 
was a pretty face, Maya. You're intelligent, you're smart. astute. You're yes. fabulous. We love you. We'll be anytime you want, want, Maya. And let's, can you come to Nashville so we can hang out? We have to do, <laughs> we have to do that. My husband has never been to Nashville, so we are coming to Nashville actually in May. So I will come and meet you ladies, okay? Um, but that was so much wisdom, so much wisdom. And so, so much of that is true. And I think there's way too much um, competition between women and it doesn't need to be there. We need to love ourselves, embrace ourselves and embrace each other. You know, I have so many female podcaster friends and I really take these women under my wing and I create groups together. We do things together. I have friends that I teach podcasting to. I teach women how to build a business off of podcasting. And I have other women friends that do it too. And they're like, really? Like, you're okay with me like coming into your group and doing that? And I'm like, yeah, because I'm for some people and you're for some people. Not everybody's for me. Not everybody's going to like Maya. Not everybody's going to like my opinion. That's cool. I'm cool with that. They might like you instead. Who cares? There's a million billion people out there in the world. So I love what you guys said. I love the inclusivity. The quicker we do that and embrace that, you're absolutely correct. The further you go in life. So that's really beautiful advice to give my listeners. Thank you, ladies, so much. I appreciate that. So I am, I'm going to get to meet you guys in May, which I can't wait in person, but if they want to work with you, where can they find you? So Sarah, tell us, I'm going to tag your website, Sarah, tell us where they can find you to plan their amazing fairy tale wedding. Where can they find you? So company's name is Southern Vine Co. We have a website, which is www.southernvineco.com. And then we're pretty big on Instagram. So our Instagram is just Southern Vine Co. I know I already follow you. I found you. Okay. Perfect. And then Nicole, where can we find you? I'm at Parks Realty in Nashville and I am Nicole Holmes Realty on Instagram. So feel free to hit me up there and check that out. I'm now on Twitter. I'm new on Twitter. We both are new on Twitter. I'm really old and I used to have a Twitter account, but I never like kept up with it. So I'm freshly on Twitter again. So People follow me on Twitter. I don't know. I think Twitter. I also think it's Nicole Holmes Realty on Twitter too. <laughs> I think. Okay. Well, I'll follow you. I'll find you. So, <laughs> but I'm I'm following both of you on Instagram. So, and all my listeners, please follow them as well. If you want to work with them, they're in the Nashville area. Um, thank you guys again. This was so much fun. I can't wait to meet you. You're amazing. Seriously, thank keep you. in touch with us because we'd love to see you. Okay. Thank you guys so much. And thank you guys so much for listening to My Opinion and Women for Women Wednesday. We will see you again next week.